This is the Roaring Elephant podcast for the 22nd of March 2016, a podcast about Apache Hadoop and the surrounding ecosystem for anyone working with or investigating big data. My name is Jon, and here's my co-host Dave. Hi Dave. Hello Jon. What have you been up to? Uh, so the last two weeks, um, I spent some time with a customer that was going through an upgrade. Um, so they were going from HTTP uh, 2.2 to the latest uh, 2.3 release. They were also uh, going from a fairly old uh, version of Ambari 2.0, in fact 2.0.0, so the, the full GA, um, up to the, the latest 2.2 release. Um, and uh, yeah, so sort of helped them, shadowing another, uh, shadowing a consultant really, just making sure that everything went well to kind of important uh, important clients, important customer. Um, and yeah, it did go really well. Um, you know, always always in upgrades, there's the odd little uh, hiccup here and there. Usually something sort of environmental, usually something that's, you know, specific to the way that they've, they've set something up or that they've uh, uh, modified the system over a period of time. But Nothing that uh, we couldn't get uh, get around, and it, you know, it was a production cluster, so they wanted to minimise the amount of downtime. So we went for the uh, the express upgrade actually, rather than the rolling upgrade. So to kind of they were able to set a downtime or a couple of small downtime periods. So it just made sense to do that rather than uh, go for a rolling upgrade and a uh, a longer kind of more. Um, disrupted kind of period of time. Well, not necessarily disrupted, but a longer period of time where you're going to have work-preserving restarts going on and, and that side of things. Yeah, upgrading is mostly about controlling the chaos, right? Rolling upgrades yeah. will create a longer period of time where you have chaos. So I'm in favor of the Express ones myself too. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, we spent um, you know we spent the first day or so really just uh, planning and preparing and making sure everyone's aware of their roles and their responsibilities and, you know, all the preparation steps that people needed to make sure were done and, you know, you double-check and triple-check these things and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that was that was the first uh, that was first week. Um, and then uh, most recently um, spent a couple of days in Moscow uh, with doing a workshop, which was, again, um, you know, really interesting, um, talking to uh, another telco, and really sort of understanding, you know, their current state, where they are now, where they want to get to, uh, where some of the other operating companies are and where they're looking to get to, and, you know, the overall strategy of the organisation. So had some really interesting conversations, some really interesting, um, you know, technical conversations, some interesting conversations about what they're, what they're doing with use cases today, uh, and more importantly, what they're looking to do in the the near future and the, and you know what their plans are for for sort of coming up for the rest of the year. So, very very good sessions. Um, you know, really interesting on on both sides. So, uh, and uh, Moscow, very interesting city. I would like to go back. How about you? What's what have your last couple of weeks been up? Uh, well, not that much I can actually talk about. Uh, the only things I can mention really is uh, did some Li-Fi demos. People are still very curious about that tech, so that's good. For people who want to know more, please go and listen to our previous podcasts obviously. And there was a SaaS event in Amsterdam that I uh, spent some time at too, which was good, talking to customers and almost customers and uh, see what they do in that level. Because I've never been really deep on the apl- application layer on top of a Hadoop cluster, so it's good to see what people can do there. So that was yeah. fun. What, was the, what were the kind of sort of sessions going on there? Uh, pretty generic. Uh, SaaS actually gave a demo 
uh, based on the Hortonworks uh, distribution, ingesting stuff, just showing how their tools, how their visual analytics and things work. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I, well, really didn't know, uh, their system basically does all the uh, regression, random forests, decision tree uh, algorithms you, you click on and then comes back to you with this is the one that gave me the best results. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it takes kind of, I was, with machine learning, there's two things you need to know. That's one, what kind of algorithms are out there and which one is good for what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And uh, one of my questions is always, okay, how the hell do I know if I need to have random forests or uh, square, whatever. And this kind of approach just takes out the guesswork, just do them all and see what comes back with the best results. So that was kind of, okay, that's possible too. Yeah. And I guess with the Hadoop cluster, you actually have the scale and resources to actually try and do that on a single machine. You wouldn't be able to. It would take too, too long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in some cases, it's it's run on you know, subsets of the overall data, but as long as it's a representative subset, that's, uh, that's all you need. Yeah, also, the difference between a, a random sample and a representative subset, that's a big difference. Nice. Random samples nice. can give you big, very different things. The one thing I did kind of think was, okay was that in the end, the decision tree was the best uh, solution for whatever they were doing, which is a bit strange because typically random forest should give you a better result than standard old-style decision trees, but I guess the demo uh, data was a little bit skewed towards that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always, there's always that element of uh, it, it depends entirely on how the data has been prepped. Uh, it, was, it was a nice event. Well, a lot of people there... Uh, not too big, not too small, so have able to allow to be able to talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people also uh, still asking questions about security. Is a Hadoop cluster secure? Can we secure it? We had some, uh, well, let's call them financial-oriented organizations, not banks, who yeah. are really looking at, um, yeah, we want to do this, but creating a, a data lake, it's creating a honeypot, right? Kind of making a big piece of steal me steal me <laughs> yeah so making yeah. sure it's securable that's very high on their uh, yeah, questions to which your answer was of course it can be secured uh yeah and the, the emphasis being can be secured you it's not it is secure no we can, anything you have you can install in a secure or non-secure way exactly but there's definitely ways of making a hadoop environment as secure as anything else out there yep and uh, some some might say, uh, and one of those people being me, um, actually the the idea around centralizing stuff in a data lake means at least you've got you've got one zone, one area that you can really heavily protect, rather than having, you know, multiple different uh, silos of data elsewhere that uh, maybe are perhaps uh, a little bit more difficult to individually protect. Yeah, it also allows you to pool the budgets. Because if you have one data lake, you can put all the budget security on that data lake. If you have 27 uh, different uh, clusters, you have to spread it out too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that's all for me. And if you have nothing else to add... No, nope, nothing else for me. Let's uh, kick off the main section. Uh, yeah, let's go to the main section. We're going to be talking about the Hadoop Summit, as we kind of hinted at last time. Uh, let's go to music, and when we get back, Dave is going to tell you all about what we're going to talk about. So we're here today 
to talk to you about the Hadoop Summit, the 2016 Hadoop Summit, in fact, rather than previous versions, which would be a little bit redundant. Um, so this one coming up is uh, going to be in Dublin, Ireland, and it's on the, uh, the dates of April 13th and 14th. So we're going to be doing a couple of things here. We're going to be running through the sessions, talking about perhaps some of the, the ones that have um, you know caught our eye, the ones that we're going to try and get along to. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the, the summit in general, um, what it's all about, uh, why you should go there, what's interesting, and maybe some of the other things that are going along at a, at a similar sort of time. So let's, uh, let's uh, start off with the, the actual, um, you know, the basic format of, of the summit. Um, you know, the, there's actually, although the primary event is the, uh, the 13th and 14th, there's actually uh, a couple of uh, pre-event days as well that you can, you can book up. If you're interested in actually going on um, formal training, there's a couple of different training courses that are happening uh, throughout so if you if you're interested in those you can see them on the site and you can book those up on the uh, 11th and 12th but the actual event itself the uh, public event kicks off on the 13th uh, Jon anything in particular that uh, caught your eye about the, the training sessions well the one thing that I'm kind of missing is I was pretty convinced in the previous uh, versions of the summit you also was able to certif- certify yourself and I don't see any certification exams this time I hadn't noticed that. I wonder if they're going to do the um, do the certification exams remotely. Oh, that's possible. Because, well, these are Hortonworks uh, training courses and uh, certifications. And if memory serves, they kind of went away from on-site certification and it's totally in the, in the, the cloud now. So that might be a good reason why. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, should we start? Should we kick off with uh, with day one of the main main session, or is there anything else you want to bring up? Um, no, no, no. That sounds that's good. Okay, so uh, day one. Um, there's a so actually before we go into that, let's have a quick uh, a quick recap on the tracks that make this up. So there's there's about seven different uh, key topic areas that that make up the Hadoop Summit. There's um, the Apache Committer Insights, which is, uh, as you might expect, uh, primarily committers are, uh, to the Apache software projects, talking about um, both what's happened and what's going to happen in the future on their projects. Um, there's data science applications, uh, which is all about, as you might expect, data science. So, you know, topics like Spark, R, and other things like that. There's uh, Hadoop Governance, Security, Deployment, and Operations. That's um, a big one. Yeah, pretty much it does what it says on the tin there, I think, um, ex- exactly what uh, you'd expect that to be. Um, and then there's, uh, there's one track focused around application development, so developer languages, uh, scripting, SQL, and NoSQL. Um, and then the last three, Applications of Hadoop and the Data-Driven Business. So this is going to be... This is going to be the main section where you're going to see, um, you know, uh, really customers talking about what they've done uh, in the Hadoop world, uh, the interesting things they've been able to do and achieve. Um, then we've got a, got sections on the future of Hadoop. So this is really going towards the, the future of where multiple different projects are going. And you will also see uh, that some projects are slightly better represented than others uh, in this uh, this kind of area. 
and uh, you can't go anywhere without missing um, internet of things or the internet of anything or the internet of everything or however you want to talk it talk about it and you can see there's a, a final section here that's around spark and streaming data and sensor and people talking about the jagged edge and uh, real-time actionable insights and all this kind of exciting stuff um, but you know that's that's really uh, uh, that's really taking up uh, the final track so those are the seven uh, the seven major tracks as uh, as identified on the summit agenda so you'll see if you look at the summit agenda you'll see the uh, the various sections are, are color-coded as you go through. So, with that, uh, Jon, do you want to sort yeah, of uh, just add anything there? In your opinion, you've got these tracks. Uh, when you start looking at hmm, what I'm going to look at and what session I'm going to attend, do you try to choose the track for you and then only go to sessions in that specific track? I mean, I'm a developer, so I have to go to the developer track sessions. Or would you uh, recommend that people mix it up a bit? Or just disregard the tracks altogether. So, I actually I did some some brief analysis uh, before looking at this, and uh, I I kind of the the tracks that they've identified and that they've slotted things into were all very well, but for me they didn't necessarily make quite as much sense, or they didn't make. Uh, I wanted to split things up a little bit differently, so I kind of group things into um, things that I consider to be core. So just people, not necessarily core Hadoop, but people just talking about topics as a whole, uh, projects as a whole, um, like security, um, applications or kind of use cases, um, you know, specifically around HBase, topics around Spark, topics around operations, uh, topics around search, streaming, and then topics around... Uh, machine learning and data science um, and I was it, it was kind of interesting when I when I did this that I I worked out that about a quarter of the sessions throughout the summit are actually about organizations talking about what they've done with Hadoop which I thought was actually really good I, I those are the sessions that I enjoy the most when I attend these kind of things so they're the sessions that I tend to prioritize. If there's if there's two sessions, one that's talking about the future and another that's talking about some cool stuff that they've actually built. Um, and, you know, as, you go, as we go through this, you'll see that there are organizations like LinkedIn, like Yahoo, like eBay, talking about, you know, really cool stuff that they've done today. Uh, I, I think those sessions are, are really invaluable, especially when we're talking to organizations that are you know behind that uh, that cutting edge in terms of uh, of what they're doing so showing that this is uh, you know, the, the phrase the art of the possible springs to mind despite how much i despise that saying um but you know that so those are the sessions that i tend to prioritize um and do you also take into consideration who's giving the talk uh yes i do um and then really on the, who who the person is, or is it a developer? Is it a business person? Or it it definitely factors into it. I definitely you know I go and look at people's bios. Uh, if I've seen them speak before, I might have an idea of oh that person's really engaging, almost regardless of what they're talking about. You know, it's always interesting or funny or whatever it might be. Or oh dear, that that person's talking about that topic. I'd love to hear about that topic, but possibly not from that guy or that woman. Indeed. Um, so 
you know, I, it does play a part into it, but I'm I'm more focused on the the topic areas that are covered. Um, but just actually a, a follow on from that, you know, I mentioned that about uh, just over a quarter of the sessions are about you know what organisations have done. Actually, the the next highest uh, section is which is about just under twenty percent is just people talking about um, you know individual projects. Um, and when I say individual projects, um, I'm specifically not calling out things like HBase or Spark or um, or you know streaming as a whole, just because they they seem to have enough representation to to warrant a category all of their own. But you know, there's lots of people talking about a wide range of um, a wide range of different projects across the uh, the Apache community. Yeah. Well, the one thing I would add is, if you have a session you really want to go to, make sure you're there in time because some of these things do fill up and you can't get in anymore. It's happened yeah. before to me, so <laughs> I've learned that lesson the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been stood at the, stood at the back of the room for you know 45 minutes during. Um, uh, what was the last one that that happened? That was, um, was I think it was Netflix actually. I think it was Netflix, um, and you know the room was absolutely crammed. Um, and yeah, there was a similar session um, previously with uh, Spotify talking about what they'd been doing in Spark, and again similarly similarly jam packed. So yeah, definitely make sure you get there uh, on time. Preferably, if you can, you know, if you've got a session that you really want to make, then, you know, get there a little bit early so you can be uh, filing into the room um, as soon as people have started to empty out. Or just follow the pre the previous session, so you're already sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works too. That works too. Um, but actually, just a, another observation on this. the the So the third largest category um, was actually operations with about uh, just under 15% of, of the sessions. So, you know, to me, this says that there's a, there's still a very strong interest because we're going to talk a little bit about how you how these sessions get decided uh, a little bit later on. But the, the idea seems to be that, um, you know, operations is still uh, a very interesting and important um, sort of part of the, the sessions that people want to hear. It's, you know... This this has not gone away. It's not uh, you know people don't already have all of their clusters set up, and operations itself is uh, is continuing to evolve. So I thought that was uh, that was pretty interesting. No, doesn't really surprise me because I would even say that operations becomes more important now because uh, we're at the uh, stage now where all of the uh, well, for lack of a better word, hobby projects, guerrilla IT things have to become operationally productionized, whatever you want to call it. So making it operational. People have real questions about that today. Yeah, yeah. Well, doesn't surprise me at all. Um, then the next two were were almost identical in uh, in size. Were the the streaming tracks and uh, and the machine learning and data science both with about kind of eleven to eleven to twelve percent. So the it's quite an even sort of distribution there. Well, they're pretty much linked one to another too, right? It's pretty much the same area, machine learning, yeah. events, uh, processing. I am yeah. very impressed in all the statistics you've been gathering, sir. Indeed, indeed. I, I did a little bit of research, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but I tell you the thing that surprised me most of all. The thing that surprised me most of all was that Spark was down to less than, you know, pure, people purely talking about Spark 
was down to less than 10% of the overall sessions. Yeah, I guess there's some spark fatigue setting in. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, uh, the, the previous session, honestly, felt a little bit too spark heavy. It, it, I mean, I, I guess everyone was just responding to the hype and and it, it seemed to almost uh, enhance the hype even further just by continuing down that journey. But uh, yeah, I think I think... It's now, it's got a reasonable section. Spark is still a very interesting, very important uh, technology as part of the stack. But it is just part of the stack. There's, there's lots of other stuff going on. Um, and the other thing that was slightly surprising is the one down from that was uh, at about, um, about 7% was sessions dedicated to security. I kind of, you know, with the various data breaches, very, very sort of high profile data breaches, not on Hadoop specifically, but data breaches uh, announced throughout the press over the last 12 months, I was kind of expecting security to be a little bit higher, but it's around about 7% of the session. So still, you know, a a reasonable representation, but perhaps not as high as I might have expected. I guess that's suffering from the it's not that sexy problem. I mean, security is something you have to do, but nobody really wants to do it because they want to play with all the nice tools and gizmos. Are you saying that security isn't sexy? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, We'll debate that another time. As a programmer, I used to be a programmer, and you're much more fun developing cool ideas and making things work, and then you have to secure the thing as well. And Oh, God, so... Best thing to do is do it often and early. As soon as you start, first secure it and then start making all the fun stuff. That's a good way to do it. If you don't exactly. do it that way, but making it sexy, nah. <laughs> Fair enough. So an ex programmer, a bit like an ex parrot. Um, and then the last, the last two categories that I kind of split out, just for for interest sake, really, were HBase, which was about five percent of the overall, and uh, and Search, which there's only really one session on Search. So, uh, yeah, that comes down at a, a very disappointing 1% overall. But, you know, that was my, my brief analysis of the sessions overall. How do you, how do you like that? Oh, it's, I'm totally impressed. Uh, Going to put these uh, <laughs> statistics on the, on the blog post? I, we can do, we can do. Uh, in fact, I've got a pretty pie chart we can share as well. Um, and, uh, but it should be, it should be uh, mentioned that uh, if you, depending on... Um, when you visit the website, you may notice that there are still a couple of open slots in the agenda here and there. So the uh, the, the statistics will almost certainly change uh, over the next uh, month or so, although that time is uh, getting less and less as we get closer to the uh, the dates. But uh, so it, that's where things stand as of the time that we're recording this. But uh, the uh, the stats may may tweak ever so slightly as uh, as more sessions get finalised. So let's let's go through the first day. All right. Starts with registration, breakfast, and whatever. Dublin should be good for food. Uh, keynote opening session. There's no details yet there, so that's still a question mark, I guess. Yep. On the one hand, it's always interesting to attend those because it gives you a bit of a feeling of what the the specific event uh, is going to be about. The theme. The, the theme. theme of the event. If you're a pure technical person, it's going to be disappointing probably. I always think it's fun to just start it off. Yeah. It's not bad. And then very nicely put morning tea. That's nice. <laughs> I was expecting that morning, morning tea. English Absolutely. version. Dublin. Yeah, I, I, I hope there's going to be coffee then. Yeah, I hope so too. Coffee by that point. 
Anyway, but then it leads into the first block uh, of sessions from 11.30 to 12.10. To 12 so, while I'll read through them on my own, have you already picked one out that you say this is what I, I have think to so. look at? I think so. Um, so, I think, uh, I mean, I know I, I mentioned when I was uh, talking about the various distri the distribution of the various uh, sessions earlier that I tend to prefer the customer ones, but actually the... The, the first, the very first session, the very first slot, um, Apache Hadoop, Yarn, Past, Present and Future. I, I just think that's going to be really interesting. I think that, you know, Yarn is the is really the the, the key to uh, a lot of uh, of the way that Hadoop works in, in the modern data architecture. And I, I think that, I, I believe that's going to be an interesting session. There are a couple of other ones that, you know, I'm moderately interested in, um, but I think that's probably the session out of those that I would go to. Yeah, I understand your reasoning, but for me, uh, working where I work, I probably already know what they're going to talk about there, so I would consider it a bit of a waste of my time. For most visitors, I would definitely agree it's a good session. But there's also the uh, How to a Beginner's Guide to Becoming an Apache Contributor is actually one of the uh, favorites, one of the elected favorites of uh, the summit. So that would also yep. be something I would look at. Also, again, from my programmer background, it's interesting to just see how that works. Yeah. Um, but to be totally honest, I think I would go for the security-oriented one. The is your enterprise data lake meta driven and secure? Because that's the governance thing, and uh, I don't know. I'm still curious to see how people actually work with governance in their data lakes. I mean, we have all we have a lot of tools available now, a lot of ways of doing it, but having somebody explain, hopefully, how they actually manage to set something up that is secure and maintainable and whatever, that would kind of interest me. So I think I would go for that one, even though security is not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not sexy, but you can't keep your hands off it, can you? Yes, true. It's my, uh, <laughs> what's the word in English? My vice. <laughs> <laughs> it's your security perversion. Okay. All right, so the next, uh, the next sessions, and you'll notice there's, uh, there's a 10-minute uh, sort of slot in between each, each session, and that's just to enable people to get from one area um, of, the, of the event to, the, to others and make sure that uh, people have that time to shuffle in between, grab a, grab a drink on their way and all that sort of thing. So the next session is uh, 12.20 to 1 o'clock, and uh, there's a whole, whole range of different things happening here. My particular pick of this is uh, uh, using a data lake at the core of a life assurance business. Um, now, uh, while the, uh, the latter part of that, the life assurance business, may not be, sound quite as sexy, um, I think that, you know, as an organization that's, that's actually put a, a data lake in, and, you know, part of their topic is putting the customer first. So it's, it's going to be around things like that, uh, that mythical 360-degree uh, view of the customer and, and that side of things. And, and Zurich have actually made uh, – Zurich Insurance are actually the organization that are going to be talking about what they've done. And uh, they've, they've, they've released some sort of public information previously um, through blog posts and uh, press releases and stuff like that. Um, and you know, some of the use cases have been I've been quite interested in before. So I'm quite, that's that was the session that uh, that caught my eye, and that's probably the thing that I would uh, I would go and join. How about you? 
Well, it's a very streaming heavy block, this one. So there's a couple that I really have to dig deeper in to see who the person that gives it and see if that's uh, the one I'm choosing. At looking at first view here, I'm kind of uh, doubting, deciding between the Flink one, because Flink mm -hmm. used to be quite uh, up and coming at the beginning of last year, and then when Spark kind of came up, uh, re repaired their problems they had and become uh, popular again, Flink kind of disappeared again. So I am a bit curious today to see where Flink is, mm -hmm. if they're actually still competing there and how they've changed. And the other one I'm doubting about is the last one in the line there, querying the Internet of Things, streaming SQL on Kafka, Samsa, and Storm Trident, which is going to be a uh, yeah, storm talk, I guess, which is something that interests me in any case. So it's going to be between Storm Trident, Apache Flink. Mm, fair enough. So flip a coin, roll a dice, no. see if the agenda shuffles around at all. Well, <laughs> definitely that's one thing to look out for. But no, I'm just going to re research the people that are giving it because I know the person that's doing the Storm one. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know the Artisans TMBH, German uh, people that are doing the Apache Flink one. So I have to take a look at who they are. And I'm probably going to decide on that. Fair enough. Okay, so... Uh, then there's lunch, and then there's next session, uh, 14.10 to 14.50. Um, this one's a little bit trickier for me. I, the, the two that interest me, again, are, are sort of uh, uh, organizations that have been doing stuff with, uh, with big data. So you, we've got a session from Open Energy, um, powering, a uh, powering a virtual power station with big data. And we've also... Uh, got one from uh, in, an Indian university, which is uh, crime prediction using Hadoop framework. Um, both of those actually sound fairly interesting. Um, the I, I'd, I'd like to kind of understand a little bit more about um, the the crime prediction one. I mean, basically, they're they're taking uh, a lot of information, um, you know, from the events of September eleventh. Um, and the attacks on the World Trade Center to, to try and see what they can do to analyze and predict future crime. Um, so uh, that, that, could be, that could be quite interesting. But um, despite the fact that I've just said that those two are quite interesting, I'm also quite... Uh, I'm quite the, the other session that really interests me is actually uh, interest in stream processing, which will you choose? Uh, and, you know... The, it's a it's a hot topic right now. People are talking about lots of different things for for using for data ingest and stream processing, and I'm kind of curious as to as to you know what's going to be covered there and uh, what uh, what's going to be uh, what what conclusions they're going to draw, if any, or if they're just going to say all these things are good and and decide which one um, uh, which one suits you best. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of for that one. That's the reason I'm not uh, thinking of joining that one i'm kind of hoping you're going to choose for the crime prediction one because i'm also interested in that one but it's not the one i'm gonna attend either i'm actually more interested in the advanced execution visualization of spark jobs because one of the typically annoying things with spark is how to get a handle on what the job's doing how you can tune it and whatever there's a bit of debugging available in the the, the, the tool today but it's very limited so it's a Hungarian academy, so I have no idea uh, what exactly going to be showing there, but I'm curious. Fair enough. All right. Um, so then 3 till 3.40, 
Um, I'm not really, not really sure about this one. There's, there's nothing that that grabs me here that I, I really want, um, you know, above any of the others. But I think the it's probably going to be uh, HBase and Spark. I'm, I think both of those, you know, those two technologies um, can and should be used together a lot more heavily than I currently see. And uh, I think uh, I think that could be a pretty interesting session. Yeah, interesting. Maybe just that I don't know. Just two technologies combining. Yeah, I think here, which I think is a customer or user uh, talking about they're doing, is the Exploring Titan and Spark Graphics. It's by EDF apparently, an Octo technology, which I don't know. Yep, they're a consulting partner. Uh, okay. Now, see, the graphics, the whole graph database thing, the whole graph analytics, it's stuff I haven't worked with a lot yet. So I'm hoping this could be a bit of an introduction to that uh, technology from the point of view from somebody who actually is using it for something, which makes it always hard, easier to, to, to grasp the concepts, basically. So yep. I think we'll go for that one. All right. Um, so then there's afternoon tea, again, very, uh, very genial. Um, and and then I think this is the this is the toughest uh, time slot so far because um, there are at least uh, three sessions here that I'm um, really interested in. So there's the past, present, and future of Hadoop at LinkedIn. LinkedIn sessions uh, are always really really interesting. They they do some great stuff with Hadoop, so that that's bound to be good. Um, it's. You know, they, I'm sure they're going to be talking about the, the kind of projects that they're that they're looking at. Some of the more recent stuff that, that, that has spun out of LinkedIn as well, and how they're how they're sort of consuming it and building communities around it. I mean, it's just their sessions are always great. Um, so that's one that I'm looking forward to. The other one is um, the uh, the UK Home Office. The uh, using Hadoop to support a person centric approach. To providing UK Home Office services again, I, th- I think that could be a really, really interesting session. It's it's the it's the whole three hundred and sixty degree uh, view of the customer thing. Uh, it's always people always have different uh, ways that they approach this, and I I think that's going to be a good session. And then the um, Hadoop and friends as key enablers of the Internet of Anything from Continental again, you know, Continental uh, tire manufacturer. Um, that's I think that also could be really interesting. Um, you know, they're talking about um, some of the things that they're looking to do with autonomous driving being, uh, you know, on the horizon. And they're talking about Kafka and Spark and Storm. I, you know, I just think it it sounds like a really really interesting session. So I honestly have no idea how I'm going to decide between those three. Um, that's going to be quite tough, and I hope that actually things get rearranged slightly, so maybe I, I can I can make more than one of those. Well, that's funny, because for me this one was a very easy pick. Uh, I'm going to go for the online classification and clustering, which I assume is uh, machine learning oriented and is something I'm quite interested in. Fair enough. All right, um, so uh, 1700 to 1740... Um, this this one is certainly a lot easier than the previous one, um, but I'm still still a little bit conflicted. So the the two um, 
that most interest me here really are the Hyvon Acid um, and analysing Hollywood with Spark and Hadoop. I'm a giant film fan, so I may well just go to that just just because it, it tickles uh, another itch of my of mine. Uh, but the the Hyvon Acid, um, understanding more about the, what the roadmap is for there and and when that's looking to be, you know, fully fully GAable. Um, that's that's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, the Hyvon Acid one is definitely interesting considering the uh, well. Uh, let's call it problems that uh, rose up uh, during the last year. There's some uh, panicked uh, messages coming out at a certain point. So it would be interesting to know yeah. how, how that a, has a evolved. A few glitches there. Yeah, a few glitches. They kind of went... Uh, I thought there were already GA uh, in certain distributions, but it went a bit faster without... And actually, the things I heard about, the, the glitches you talk about, uh, they weren't actually bugs or anything. It's more that people try to do stuff with asset tables that they shouldn't be trying to do, and that way broke their tables. It's more of a... The software allowed you to do things you shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. But still, yeah. they had some... They had a rocky road last year, so we got to hear what they were doing. And I'm kind of torn between that one, just from a professional curiosity, I guess, and the first one there, TensorFlow Large Scale Deep. Sorry, TensorFlow Large Scale Deep Learning for Intelligent Computer Systems. Haha, I got it in once, well twice. It's more of the AI approach, and it's done by Google. So I always, well, pretty much like Google Talks at uh, Hadoop Summit. They tend to have enough uh, technology in there to make it interesting. So I think I would go for that one. Okay, and then final session of the day, 1750 to 1830. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure about this one either because the, there are probably two sessions that interest me most. Um, one is the migrating hundreds of pipelines in Docker containers by Spotify because, again, Spotify, like the LinkedIn sessions, are always really high quality. So um, that's... And it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic. You know, Docker containers on top of uh, on top of Hadoop are where lots of people are interested in seeing things going, and there have been uh, several experiments in that direction. So I'm kind of curious about that. Um, and you know, the other possible one is actually um, Hadoop deployment strategy at Renault Group. Um, I know they've actually got a fairly sizable um, estate. So I'm kind of curious to to sort of um, hear and, and see a little bit more about uh, what they're doing there. Um, yeah, I think that's those are those are probably the two that I'm more interested in. There are a couple of possibilities, but I think those are probably the two that uh, I would focus on. How about you? Well, it's the last session of the day, which means everybody's starting to get tired. So it's always hard to pick a good one there. The Renault thing, I agree, but traditionally Renault has been quite secretive of what they're doing. It's a car manufacturer, by, uh, of course. So I'm not entirely sure it's actually going to give you any juicy details, which for me means, nah, let's do something else. The Docker containers, uh, I would say yes, but Spotify has been in the news recently that they are moving away from Hadoop. So I'm kind of also worried that this doesn't contain really what I'm looking for. Uh, looking at the options, I would think I would actually go for the the non-sexy one again, securing Spark on production Hadoop clusters. Because I do know there's a lot of question about that. And this is actually a session by Cloudera, so we're good to see how they propose to uh, solve that problem. 
All right. So that winds up uh, the first day. There's a, well, there's a community a party. showcase. <laughs> there's a party and all that good, sort of good stuff. But, uh, okay, so why don't you walk us through uh, day two? Well, walking through maybe a misnomer because it starts with a bike ride at 5.30 a.m. So I'm assuming you're going to do that. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> well, I always see people doing it, so it must be fun, but nah, let's not. Again, going to keynotes and the morning tea, go to the first block again. Um, have to look through them before I can say something. There's more gaps in the, the second day if I, uh, if I see this, so this makes it easier. Uh, LinkedIn has a session, that's always good. I do see a lot of Spark though, even though you say it was less than last time. Files, not that much that really springs out to me. I'm not going to go for another securing one. So I think I'll go for the first on the LinkedIn one, the scaling out to 10 clusters, 1,000 users and 10,000 flows. I think that would be a good one. Again, to see how people... That's one of the questions you also see a lot of our customers. If I start, you start small and then you grow. What are the things you run into when you start growing a cluster to these kind of sizes? LinkedIn definitely has a pretty sizable cluster, I think. So that, I think we'll go for that one. It's a nice, easy start of the day as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's also my choice as well. Um, the, I, I'm... I'm not really torn. I'm I'm slightly uh, slightly torn, I suppose, by the uh, Hadoop helps deliver high quality, low cost healthcare services from uh, Healtrix, but uh, you know it's got to be it's got to be the LinkedIn one to understand uh, you know how they're how they're handling uh, you know a thousand users and ten thousand data flows. Um, that's that's going to be it's going to be good. It's just going to be a good session, I think. So that that's my pick too. Well, it's the first time you picked the same session. Yeah, so far. <laughs> so for the second block, uh, what do we have here? Um, professionally, I would have to go with the big data management hierarchical taxonomies, but I won't for the simple reason that I know Andrew, who's giving the lecture, and I'm pretty sure I know what she's talking about. So I'm not going to go there, although I do think it's one of the better sessions for that uh, block. I think I would go for the Hadoop platform at Yahoo here in, the, in review. Yahoo, again, uh, very large uh, deployment in uh, Hadoop. Uh, looking at the name, it's not entirely visible if he's uh, coming from Yahoo US or Yahoo Japan, because Yahoo Japan's been very uh, big in their deployment last year. I'm very interested to see what they've been doing. Uh, it's yeah, Yahoo Inc., so it's Yahoo in the US. US. Well, even if it's the US guys, they've been doing this for a long time, and Yahoo talks also tend to be good, meaty talks. So, yeah, I think I'll go for that one. Yeah, so this is this is starting to develop a bit of a pattern because no. that's also that's also um, that's also my uh, my pick. Although, uh, if if you're doing that one, I might actually go to my second choice which is uh, Telstra's uh, Tale of Hadoop with the Enterprise. Um, so that way, at least, we've, we've each done one and we can compare notes. Um, but, yeah, I think the Yahoo one it would be my first choice out of, out of those. Well, in the same vein, if you would go to the, DR, to the Yahoo one, I would actually move over to the uh, eBay one tailored for Spark. Again, because it's actually a good, uh, a good thing. If, you, if you're visiting the summit in a group of people, try to spread around a bit and then afterwards uh, compare notes 
Yeah, yeah, very good point, very good point. Um, you should uh, definitely make sure that if you are going in a group, you don't all attend exactly the same sessions because despite the fact that you might have to go to your second or even third choice, um, as long as uh, you have a, a roundup at the end of each day and you compare notes and you, you share what was interesting and, um, and, and share the sort of the overall messages, then you can actually, as a group, you can gain a lot more information. So you want to start the next block? I can do, I can do. So, um, so after lunch. the next next session, yeah, so we've got lunch, and the next uh, block really is uh, 1410 to 1450. Um, and there's a couple here that I'm I'm interested in. Really, for me, it's probably going to be um, uh, a toss-up between the Apache Hive 2.0 SQL uh, speed scale and uh, Datacube, uh, Yahoo's uh, next generation near real-time ad targeting platform. Um, uh, I don't, I don't really know. Professionally, I, I should probably go to the uh, Apache Hive 2.0 uh, one, but I am kind of curious as to uh, you know what Yahoo uh, are doing and and what they're going to be what they're going to be talking about. So. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure about that. I'm, I I have to make a decision on the day. Yeah, it also has a bit of an overlap, those two, because those two other two sessions I was looking at myself as well, so that the team is uh, going on. Uh, but the whole uh, Apache Hive 2.0 was also moving towards a data cube possible uh, future, so there might be some overlap between the two. So for me, it would mostly be a choice between going to a Hortonworks session or a Yahoo session, going for a purely technical session or the user explaining how they're doing stuff. And in that case, for me, the Yahoo one would win out. So you go Fair to enough. the Apache Hive 2.0 and I'll go to the Yahoo one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then uh, we've got uh, 3 till 3.40. And uh, so, there are, again, there are two here that are... are fairly interesting to me. So the first one is the practical advice is to build a data-driven company uh, from Octo. Um, so mentioned earlier, they're a, a consulting partner. So they've got experience working with multiple different organizations that are going along that journey. I think if I was, uh, if I was a customer sort of uh, starting my journey, I think that's probably the one uh, that I would focus on. Uh, I think there'll be some good insights coming from those, uh, the, from those folk. Um, the other one that's interesting, though, is the Hadoop Everywhere geo-distributed storage for big data, uh, and that's uh, that's going to be driven by uh, by EMC. So I'm expecting um, there to be uh, a good chunk of um, Isilon discussed there. Um, you know, the topics covered are Hadoop compatible file systems. Um, so I think that's that's where we can expect to see uh, some discussion around Isilon, but. You know, this is the kind of thing that um, people are always asking about. You know, how can I how can I actually have my Hadoop cluster distributed across multiple regions? And it's not something that traditionally Hadoop has had a really good answer for. So, you know, I'm 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 interested to to to, to on that session. Interested to see what their answers are or what their thoughts are. For me, I'm going to go for the Apache Eagle monitor Hadoop in real time because it's a project I've seen nice things that, that seem to be doing interesting things so I hope to talk about uh, what they're going to do in the future and that's definitely what's speaking my interest here also it's given my eBay which is a good a good place to be 
Fair enough. Okay, so then there's afternoon tea, uh, where hopefully there will be, will be coffee as well. How come Dubliners uh, drink tea? That's I don't know. No, no, not not drinking tea. Um, so sixteen ten to sixteen fifty. Um, this uh, I think there's kind of kind of a couple of sessions that uh, that are interesting. Um, so uh, evolving HGFS to a generalized distributed storage subsystem. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, it's really about taking HDFS more to like an S3 type object store, and uh, and and where that could where that could go. I think that that's kind of that's where I would probably go from a curiosity um, point of view. Um, but um, I would probably, being a being a telco guy, I would probably go to the Turkcell session. Uh, how do you decide where your customer was? Um, I'm always interested in in seeing what what organisations like that are doing uh, with their big data platforms, and uh, so I think that is my pick for that slot. Yeah, for me, there's two that I'm doubting between two very different sessions. The first one being the Apache Kylin one, because Kylin really it's one of those technologies I don't know enough about, and here it says about it talks about Kylin and architecture and Kylin 2, which uh, for me says it's future-looking, so that could be interesting. But the other one that's uh, interesting here is the IBM one, Surviving the Hadoop Revolution, and not entirely because of the subject, but more of because I'm curious to see and hear what IBM is planning to do in the Hadoop space. Because they've been quite silent in the last year, I haven't really heard much about their Hadoop plans uh, for the future whatever so it might just be interesting to sit in that session to just have a feel of what uh, what they're looking at yeah if you actually uh, if you actually look at the session um they they talk about um that you know hadoop in particular has uh, you know has has gone into mission critical large scale um and has forced out most of the traditional in quotes old school software giants or force them to sorry rapidly evolve or die um and uh, you know many would consider ibm to be one of those old school software giants big blue as they're also known so yeah i think i think that could well be uh, a quite an interesting session um but yeah i'm still gonna go and see turkcell <laughs> uh, okay so final session of the day um 1700 1740 uh again i'm I'm a little bit torn on this one because uh, LLAP is uh, is obviously, uh, well, maybe not obviously, but for me at the moment, that's kind of hot news. Um, I'm always interested to see how how this is evolving, um, and you know, people talking about uh, there's there's bound to be some some uh, some examples of it, of it actually running and all that kind of good stuff. So I think that could be pretty interesting. And then um, the benefits of uh, Hadoop Platform as a service. Um, that's very interesting for me from a, a telco world. Um, this is actually coming from the uh, Barcelona Supercomputing Center. Um, and you know, they've obviously built themselves a Hadoop um, as a, a platform as a service offering within the Barcelona Supercomputing Center. Um, so that, that should also be pretty good. Um, actually, the, there is a third session um, despite the fact that at the moment there's quite a few gaps in the day, the third session I think could be quite interesting is um, detecting persistent threats using sequence statistics. Um, so yeah, but probably, 
probably it's going to be LLAP with a uh, with a strong a strong second place runner of uh, benefits of Hadoop of a service platform, and I may well change my mind between now and then. Oh, I hope so because I'm definitely attending the LAP one, and that's for two reasons. First of all, as you said, it's a really interesting up and coming tech. I really want to know more about it. But I'm actually going to take that session because I want to know what kind of questions people are going to ask in that session. Because a lot of times in the mm-hmm. sessions, the thing that the, the stuff that the presenter actually talks about is interesting. But very interesting as well is the questions that people are asking afterwards. And I'm really that's really true. I'm really curious to see really how true. much people are aware of this. If it's going to be an empty room, because LLAP hasn't been publicized that much yet. So that's just for for me as a professionally, I guess, to see where LLAP sits today in the in the, the minds and the, and hearts of people. Yeah, and it also it's the last session on the last day as well, which which could be tough actually. Uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point though that you made about the the questions asked, and that goes for all of the sessions actually. You know, there's there's almost uh, almost certainly that the questions that people are asking are almost as interesting as the uh, the sessions themselves in many cases so well the um, questions yeah. and the answers of course <laughs> well yeah one would hope so one would definitely hope so okay so anything else uh well that's all the sessions and of course then it ends with the birds of a feather sessions which um, have in my experience been a bit hit of hit and miss it really depends on who the person is that's leading that session so it's definitely a good thing to, if you don't have to fly back home uh, early in the afternoon. It's definitely a good thing to attend a couple of those because, again, it gives you a good feeling of how certain uh, projects live in the community. But uh, I would uh, suggest do your homework on looking up who's giving, who's uh, leading the session to make to make a decision there. All right. Okay, so in that case, let's wind up this session now. And uh, so we've, we've been covering the uh, 2016 Hadoop Summit in uh, Dublin, April 13th and 14th. Um, we'll be coming back after the break with some listener questions, and uh, then we'll be closing out the show. So stay tuned. In this last section of the podcast, as usual, we answer questions received from you, our listeners. If you have a question you would like us to answer on the podcast, please do send an email to podcast at roaringelephant.org, use our Hadoopcast Twitter handle, or of course go to our website www.roaringelephant.org, where you can form, find more information on the podcast and also a contact form. So, we've got uh, four questions for today. We're running a bit late, so I'm not going to do more than that. And Dave, you got the first one. What else is going on during the summit dates? Okay, so we we already mentioned at the the start that there's training happening just on the couple of days before, but um, there's usually also um, meetup sessions that happen um, during summit dates as well. So those you know kind of get uh, bounced around fairly close to the event. So keep an eye out for those. There's usually some some good sessions going on in the evening. So um, and there's there's always a number of uh, um, other events happening on the day before and uh, usually sometimes even on the day after. So just keep an eye out for extra events happening around the dates. 
um, you'll see some sort of popping up uh, a little bit close to that. So don't necessarily bracket your travel to just those two dates. There's probably some other stuff going on that you uh, you might find interesting. Okay, next question. Yep, so uh, should I visit Hadoop Summit? Uh, and if so, should I go to Europe, the US or Australia? Oh, I definitely think you should visit the Hadoop Summit because, as I've mentioned before, I've been visiting them for the last five, six years now. And they're, they're always interesting. You always learn a ton of new stuff and you get to meet a lot of interesting people. So definitely go there. Now, which one to go to? Well, of course, there's the first issue of uh, cost. If you're based in Europe and you want to join the uh, US version, it's going to cost you more than flight uh, airplane uh, fares than if you for, go to the European one. So that's definitely a thing. Uh, from the content, I don't really see much of a difference. In my experience, I've been to the US a couple of times, and it's a bit grander, a bit larger, a bit more showcasey, I guess. But uh, purely on the how to get new information, how to uh, elevate your knowledge. Uh, if you're in Europe, go to the Europe one. If you're in the US, go to the US one. What's your feeling? Yeah, makes sense to me. Uh, of course, if you've got lots and lots of money, then please, you know, feel free to go to all of them. Of course. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure actually, because I'm pretty sure it's going to get redundant at that point. Because you have there's only that yeah, many but, topics. But you right? always get sessions that you can't attend, and yeah. you know there'll be different sessions. So you know you'll be able to mix and match. You'll be able to have the fullest and most broad experience. And uh, also, if you'd like um, someone to be uh, coming along and joining you, <laughs> then please invite Dave and Jan to, uh, to join you on your uh, Hadoop Summit Roadshow. Um, uh, we'd be more than happy. More specifically, invite Dave for the European one and uh, me for the Australian one, <laughs> just to make sure that's uh, No, no, <laughs> that's not what I was thinking. Anyway, um, so next question. Um, how do I get a speaking slot at Summit? That's a good question. So there's actually uh, a process that things go through, and I'm not intimately familiar with it, um, but the it, it's broadly similar similar to uh, all of these major kind of conferences like this in the open source world. There's uh, a call for papers or presenters or sessions um, that happens you know quite a while before. The actual event itself, and at that point, you know, anyone and everyone can submit um, submit their session, submit what they're interested in. There's then, um, you know, a core of um, a core of people, um, you know, the, the sponsors really that go and and sort of choose which ones, um, you know, are 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 going to be primarily selected. There's also some some open for. Um, community voting as well. That's, those are the community choice ones. So there's uh, there's plenty of opportunity for anyone and everyone to uh, to put um, uh, to put a proposal in if they want to speak. Yeah, it's pretty much the open source way of uh, meritocracy. You have to prove you know what you're talking about and have enough people vote you in. Yeah, and it's it's got to sound interesting. I mean, there are. I, I know people that have submitted uh, sessions before and um, and they didn't get in. And honestly, it's it's because their sessions just didn't sound very engaging. So you've got to do you've got to do some of your own some of your own marketing, some of your own PR if you want to present at sessions like this. You've got to remember that there's people are traveling to these events from all over the place, um, and you know may, this might be the one and only 
event like this that they attend all year. So the 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 event uh, organisers have got to make sure that uh, that people attending are, are really really feel like they're getting their value for money. So uh, you know the the sessions I feel generally at uh, Summit are pretty high quality. Um, I've I've very rarely been to sessions that I've come out of of disappointed. Um, so I, you know, it's you've got to do some of your own some of your own push there. So final question for today, and it's a question I put in because it's a question I actually have myself, and it is: What other events are comparable to the Hadoop Summit and useful to visit? So I mean, Strata is the obvious one. Uh, you know, there's there's one in Europe, there's one in the US. There may also be an APAC one. Uh, I. I have uh, spoke to people, and I know people that have attended. Um, you know, it, it. I would say Strata feels to me a, a little bit more generalist than than Hadoop Summit. Um, I, I I tend to feel that the Hadoop Summit is more focused um, specifically towards Hadoop, whereas Strata seems to seems to have a, a broader um, a broader reach across IT and tech generally. There's a lot more discussion around you know, cloud and containerization and other stuff like that that is associated but maybe not directly connected. And then would you say that they are complementary, that if you go to the Hadoop Summit oh, and yeah. you go to Strata, you can get a broader view of the whole thing? I would say that's absolutely true. Um, uh, but for me, it's it's a question of, you know, People can only take so much time out of their daily jobs. We've all got uh, stuff we need to get done. Um, so I would, I would tend to answer the question uh, with, you know, go to go to the kinds of events that really focus on uh, the topics that you're really interested in. Um, you know, there's, there's, we're talking here about things like Strata and like Hadoop Summit, but there's actually a lot of value to be uh, received out of going to. Um, your local or indeed regional meetups, um, Hadoop meetups, there are Hadoop user groups, there are big data events, there are data science events, there are developer events. There's there's all these kind of different things happening, um, you know, either locally or within your region um, that you might get, you know, just as much value from or possibly even more value from, um, depending on what you're particular focused or interested in. So, you know, don't just... Um, don't just uh, focus on the big events like like Hadoop Summit that we've been talking about today, but you know, think about the the wider range of events as well. At least that's my view. No, good point. Very good point indeed. All right. So that's all we have time for today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, serving of bite-sized big data. We'll be back in two weeks' time with a brand new episode where we'll be hopefully having yet another interview. So stay tuned for that. Um, until then, please go to www.roaringelephant.org where you can find, find out more information about the podcast, send us your questions, and uh, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, we're uh, still in the, uh, the interesting part of iTunes where people are noticing us, so uh, it's, it's good for us to keep in that area, keep people uh, discovering the podcast and broaden our audience. Um, if you don't think we deserve the full five stars, well, you know, that's okay too. But, you know, please give us feedback in that case via the website or even via email to podcast at roaringelephant.org with any thoughts, comments, criticisms, or indeed anything else. Uh, my name is Dave. And my name is John. And we look forward to talking to you in two weeks' time. Take care. Bye. Bye.